You are listening to All Things Sustainable, where we unpack topics related to sustainable living, as well as how to apply specific actions to your own life. I'm your eco-living coach and podcast host, Katie Kirpanik. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Sustainable podcast. I'm so excited that you're here and today you have a bonus episode. So lucky you, in honor of Earth Month, I wanted to be able to share something extra with you. So I'm throwing this bonus episode into the mix because why not? It is April 2022 and at the time of this episode coming out, we are now just less than one week away from Earth Day. And the thing is, really, every day is Earth Day, right? We are <laughs> we are aiming to be eco-minded all the time. And in this season specifically, we're talking about how to become a more conscious consumer and looking at that word conscious through the lens of just aligning your shopping, your purchasing habits with your personal ethics and your values. And I would guess that for a lot of us here, if you're tuning in, you probably care about the earth. And so that's going to be one of the ethics that you're aligning your shopping habits with. We have a lot of power with our money. Like our buying power can genuinely change the world. It does change the world. If you think about it that way, like We didn't get to where we are with so much trash just like overflowing the landfills in the oceans, you know, everything contributing to climate change. We didn't get there without buying power. So all these individual choices that we've made, you know, globally have contributed to where we are now. So, but let, you know, let's not think about that in such a negative way. I tend to take the more hopeful view of, We can turn this around still. We can use our buying power. We can come together as individuals who create the masses, who create change for the better. So let's do that. There you go. There's your little pep talk of the day. Anyway, in this season, we're looking at becoming conscious consumers. Previously, we've talked about supporting various small businesses. Uh, We've talked about specifically BIPOC-owned businesses, so businesses who are owned by Black, Indigenous, people of color, We've talked about shopping with the idea of zero waste, zero shame. So doing the best you can with what you have around you. Um, Upcoming episodes, we will be talking about why shopping online is not always the enemy and how sometimes it can actually be better. And then we'll be talking further into the season about like, okay, once you've got all this stuff in your life, What do you do when you're ready to declutter a lot of that? So how do you do some spring cleaning sustainably or responsibly? And we'll be talking with more people, um, experts on like shopping secondhand, thrifting, how to get those good deals, and even more. So I am very excited for all of that. But today's bonus episode is specifically focusing on another option for you to shop really consciously and sustainably. So a lot of us turn to online purchases in order to shop in a way that aligns with our ethics because depending on where you live, you just not you may not have access to all the things that you would like. And so in this episode, we're speaking with Maddie Goller, who is the founder of Eco Alternatives, and she has an awesome mindset like many of us, shop local, shop global. She has so far created two projects that support these initiatives. One of them has to do with like a passport, which is like a little discount booklet that allows you to shop locally if you're in the Denver, Colorado area. 
And then her second initiative that she has begun takes it global and connects you with so many businesses around the world that are doing great work in the area of sustainability and creating amazing products for you in the process. So I won't say more than that. We'll just dive right into this bonus episode. I hope that you enjoy. And as always, if you have any questions or want to reach out, just look at the episode description and you can follow up with me. You can follow up with our guest speaker. And thank you for everything that you're doing to become a more conscious consumer and to care for the world around you. All right, let's dive in. Maddie, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk with you. This whole season two now of the All Things Sustainable podcast is really focused on like conscious consumption and guiding our listeners as they are conscious consumers or aiming to be. So I'm really excited to talk to you about what you created with Eco Alternatives. And I gave a little bit of an intro at the beginning of this episode, but I would love if you could just share a bit about yourself and what eco alternatives is and like, how did you even come up with this idea? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, yeah. So eco alternatives has been a, a mind, um, I guess idea for like three years now. It's been a, a thing I've talked to a lot of friends about. And finally this last year, I quit my job end of June and 2020 and or 2021. Wow. It's 2022 already COVID. Um, and I decided to start pursuing the eco alternative sphere and really like my passion area has always been trying to make it more accessible and easy for consumers to find sustainable alternatives, as well as help shed light to those smaller and medium-sized businesses that are really actually focused on sustainability. It's mission aligned. It's in their DNA rather than the Nikes of the world that, are publishing that they're doing green things and that's great for them, but they're really like, that's not who they are. They're doing it because people are now telling them to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was trying to figure out how, a way to bring that passion to life as well as support local. Cause I live in a great state that everyone loves the environment, which is great. We have a big backyard full of mountains <laughs> and <laughs> uh, people want to keep that alive and, and they really care. So that's kind of where eco alternatives started to come from. Um, and initially we wanted to really focus on this local aspect. So the Denver Metro front range area. Um, so I started getting to know people at farmer's markets. I'm a very extroverted human. We started uh, just networking with the people there, getting to know what they were doing for sustainability, what their like limitations were, whether that was uh, that, you know, the cost of being sustainable It is really expensive as a, a sustainable company to invest in whether that's like the, the product itself, the ingredients or the packaging, um, the ink that they're using. There's like such a whole supply chain around sustainability. Um, and a lot of companies struggle with either finding the right sourcing or you know, there's always so many different things to go about. Like whether it's finding that source that's local or finding one that's like reducing their water consumption. So there's so many things to think about as a business. So just understanding where they were at with their journey. Um, and so slowly but surely, um, we launched our first uh, effort, which is our passport. I actually have one here, which is really exciting. I don't know if oh, you've seen cool. them yet, but no. so this is recycled paper on the front. It's ink. Um, the ink is uh, uh, algae ink, which is a new type of ink that they just started and launched with Patagonia last year. And it's supposedly net positive, but I am going to say that we're neutral because 
there's going to be something that's going to come out most likely just knowing sustainability. <laughs> and they're like, this isn't as good as we think. So we're doing as much as we can in terms of that. So all the paper is sustainable. The only thing that's not is staples, but staples still can be re- like mm-hmm. put in the, the landfills and they, they still are pr- like pretty biodegradable almost from what I've been told. I haven't done too much research on staples. So that's the little book. We have 26 wonderful companies in there, which is really exciting. Um, and so, yeah, so we, we came up with this idea of building something that people could use physically and go in and explore different companies locally, um, whether that be solar or consulting or working with, you know, diapers, um, we've got jam and cold brew. So kind of all over the different spectrum of things and really showing how restaurants and, and products can be sustainable and the options we have here, because I feel like sustainability, people always think of products, but there's services and restaurants and other spheres that can be sustainable as well that you could be looking at. Yeah, that's super exciting. And I know, um, so these are the eco alternatives passports. And I know that you've talked a little bit in your marketing about how it's kind of like the Denver gold. Oh my gosh, I'm going to say it wrong. The gold C book. Is that what it is? Okay. And so could you explain to listeners who have like, you know, either never heard of that or at least never heard of eco alternatives passports. Like what's the connection there? What is, uh, what does that specifically do for them? Yeah. So these, these books inside of them, they have a little explanation. So the lovely logo of a company. So this is new foods market, which is up in Boulder. Um, this is who they are. And this is also a little bit about their sustainability. So this is a zero waste grocery store, which in itself, like tells you what its sustainability is. Um, and then at the bottom, there's a deal. So if it's a physical store, it'll tell you the deal and someone will sign off or stamp it to validate that discount. Um, so for example, nude foods has a coupon code. You use this coupon code and you get $30 off your first purchase. Um, and then again, like you use it in person, they'll sign it or there's online codes. There's a lot of companies that are just virtual and, or have a virtual option. And so you can use whatever that code is email or use it on their website and, um, validate that, that coupon. So it's pretty much like a coupon book for local sustainable alternatives. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with listeners. Cause I know I've promoted it a little bit. Like my business is one of the businesses that's in that passport. So there's, you know, there's a deal in there for like coaching with me on living sustainably, but there's so many other businesses in there that you could get really great deals with. So I'm happy to like put this out into the world even more and like encourage people to shop sustainably as much as possible. But I'm curious, like what your hopes and dreams are for this project. And then beyond that with eco alternatives, like what else are you getting into or aiming towards? Yeah, we're really hoping to just provide that accessibility for, for consumers and, and, and the education. I think there's also a lot of um, excessive labeling recently. There's like label fatigue is what I keep hearing of people (laughs) just seeing a stamp and they're like, what's the screen? They're like, Oh, it's a sustainable stamp. Like I don't know what it means, but it's probably good. Um, So we're trying to provide a lot of education and accessibility to not only the shops, but to the the certifications that you can see. So even in our book, like we have a page dedicated to what our different members are and what those mean. And then the links to find more information on them, because we do understand you see a a stamp and it seems really exciting. So we're hoping to make it easier and and educate consumers. Um, and ideally what we want to do is continue to grow this book right now. We have 26 partners. Um, but that was from like three or four months of 
outreach and having no idea what we were doing and really having 26 amazing partners such as yourself that also thought this was a good idea and hoped for the best with us and <laughs> and jumped right into it. So um, we do have a couple new companies that have reached out wanting to join for next year. So ideally so slowly growing this and making this like a one-stop shop for sustainable local alternatives for people. I love it. I love that you plan to keep going and that you've already got businesses reaching out to you. Like that's so exciting to me. And I think that, you know, there are, like you said, there are the Nikes of the world that are like being told basically that they need to focus more on sustainability and their, their customers are demanding it, which is good. I tell people all the time, like our individual choices really do add up. They matter. And our voices are heard because it's not just you as one person, like you're coming together with a whole bunch of people and trying to shop more sustainably and consciously. So it's good to see those big companies changing, but I think that we also really, really need to get behind like the startups and the little guys Mm -hmm. that are trying to like really make a difference, um, and, and do that more long-term too. Yeah. Well, and I think personally what I've learned in my journey and experience with small and medium businesses is a lot of them, again, sustainability is in their core, it's in their DNA. They just sometimes don't have the financials to be able to support everything that they want to do. And, and, I always see sustainability as a journey. So if your business model is growing, your sustainability should be as well. And so the more we can support these small, medium businesses, the more we're fueling them and providing them the funds to be able to grow that. Because, you know, one of the limitations we constantly hear too is the sustainable alternative, the minimum amount of the product they have to purchase, whether that is the packaging or the ingredient is way too much for these small, medium businesses. So they're not going to be able to get use out of that product um, unless they have more people, more clients and more consumers to be able to help funnel that cost or help get to those, those numbers and quantities that they need to have for those minimums. So the more we can support those underdogs, those small, medium businesses that are really wanting to do something and change because they want to, not because consumers are telling them the better, but we do still need the big dogs to participate as well because their carbon footprint's a lot larger as we all know. Absolutely. Yeah. It takes everybody coming together and making like pretty big changes in our lives. So I'm really happy to hear that like these passports are taking off successfully. And I love that even at the core of your business and the creation of these passports that like sustainability in the production of them has been a top priority for you. So I love hearing about like how you created those passports and, you know, the algae ink with Patagonia. It's like another reason for me to love Patagonia so much. Yeah, I actually did a Patagonia research project in grad school. I went to the University of Denver up the street and um, my my friend and I, we both like chose Patagonia because we wanted to figure out what was wrong with them. We're like, there has to be something wrong. And we (laughs) spent hours and I have to say, I could not find anything. So either they're very good at hiding things. (laughs) Uh, I think the only negative that came up was they had this one ad that was like, don't buy this. And it was this jacket that was being launched. And they're like, don't buy it if you don't need jacket, just don't do it. And they actually had their sales skyrocket that year. So there was a whole controversy on whether that was intentional or not. But from everything else we found, they don't, they seem like a very intentional and purpose-driven company. Uh, in their reports for CSR, they also like show their limitations and their hurdles that they've had. And I think that's just very, very important and crucial to have that transparency in there as a company. Absolutely. Yep. Totally agree. 
Um, what else? So you, you shared with me just a little bit ago that like your, um, eco alternatives is expanding beyond just these passports projects. So what else are you getting into? Yeah. So we're really excited in January. Well, in January, we launched a global sustainable business directory. We currently have over a hundred businesses. We hit a hundred end of last week, which is exciting. Yay. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, we're really excited. It's really cool. This all came back in October, November. We started getting questions from consumers, from friends, family, and other products that we just don't have here in Colorado. And that's the thing is we don't make shoes. <laughs> we don't make purses. There's there's a lot of things that consumers use and we just don't have access to right now locally. And so providing an opportunity for people to go on one directory find all these different businesses, find deals to these businesses and be able to explore what, what sustainability looks like for them as a consumer is really our goal. So I actually, my, my bed sheets are in the wash right now, but they are sustainable and eco-friendly from one of our partners. And I just got my purse broke the other day. So I got a new purse and, and then my wallet followed it very quickly after. And so I had to get a new wallet. And so being able to like meet these different businesses from around the world, whether they're in Europe or if they're in the U S or in Australia, the New Zealand, we have partners all over the world. And what's really cool is understanding their different sustainability aspects. And so for me, I think about alternatives, which is where our name came from. I don't think there's like the, like the one way to do it. There's a million and one ways to be sustainable. And it's just figuring out like what sustainability means for you and coming up with your own kind of North star or values around that. And so For me, I care about the full sourcing. I want to make sure that's mission aligned, like that's in their DNA. Um, And so like lingerie, for example, we don't have high quality lingerie companies here in the US, sadly. And so my two favorite sustainable companies are both in the the UK and they make really good like lingerie and their bras are very comfortable. They, this one company has over a hundred sizes. So they're very inclusive in terms of their sizing. And they keep everything as local as possible. So production and sourcing and everything happens within like, I can't remember the radius per se, but it's all within the same city um, and like the London area, which is super cool because they decrease their transportation costs then between production. Mm -hmm. And so looking at those kind of things for me is really important as a consumer. And that's kind of where this idea came from is some of my friends, like they care most about water because they live in California or they're just really interested in water. So being able to go on this directory and see like what makes companies sustainable and what types of companies there are, because there's, there's like a hundred shampoo bar companies. Let's be real. There's so many of them, but not all of them work for each of us. And so being able to see all of them, see where they're located. So whether that's like you you care about how close it is to you, finding that closest proximity will be easiest for you or best for you. And you can check that out on our directory. Um, and then again, about three quarters, probably about four fifths at this point have deals as well. So upwards of like 30% off on your purchase, which is great because again, sometimes your sustainable alternative purchase isn't what you're looking for. You might decide that you don't like shampoo bars and you want to go back to like liquid again. Well, you can do that and you can still get a discount on both of those products. So you're not spending the full amount on trying something new, getting out of your comfort zone, et cetera. Hmm. That's really, really cool because so many people, myself included, do not have the time typically in their day to like research all of this stuff and to 
look into, like you talked about the label fatigue, like all these products that we buy and bring into our lives. We're like, okay, what does this actually mean? I'm just trusting it says green. So that must mean something, but knowing that there's actually like, um, a database out there that has been filtered and like heavily researched, you know, I think you're doing this. I know of a few other people that I'm going to talk to throughout this season that are also doing this with other products. And like, um, I just think that this seems to be the way that our shopping trends might be going from what I can tell. And I'm really excited about it. I am too. Yeah. And it's been really cool to see the different types of directories out there. I found some others. There's one in South Africa, but it only has the South African companies. And then there's others that I found that are just for one type of product or one type of certification, which is really exciting, but it's also like, you're going to 15 pages to find this information. And so we're really trying to combine and bring everything together. And I, our goal right now, we're, we're starting this local to global aspect. So that the global directory is one great aspect because it has everything, but also, I personally think it's important to be looking as local as possible and supporting small businesses. So we're starting to choose small different cities around the states to start. We'll, we'll grow eventually, but we're going to start finding all the sustainable services, businesses, and restaurants so that we can have a one-stop shop on a map too, which is always fun. I love maps. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And so we'll build it up. And so you can choose like, oh, I'm in Denver. You click on the Denver link and then here's all map of all the businesses and we'll color code it based off of whether it's a service or restaurant or um, a product that you can purchase. And so we're slowly going to build this up. We're trying to get ambassadors on right now that love sustainability and want to help build up their city and make it convenient for their city to have. Um, and so we have one ambassador in Maine right now. We're trying to find one in Oregon and Washington because um, we're trying to hit up those hot spots right now. And then we'll slowly build out the rest, but really trying to make it easy to shop locally. And then if you can't find it locally, then go global because we want to have that local to global mindset, but we also want to make it easy for people to find a pair of socks if they don't have one locally. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. The, the very like organized type a educator and coach inside of me is like, <laughs> so happy to hear about that because having a map and then having it color coded is going to make this resource way easier to navigate too. So I'm really, really excited about that. <laughs> Yes, I am too. I'm hoping eventually if, if this can really take off, then I would love to be able to go do road trips around and meet all these companies. I'm very much an in-person kind of person. So um, being able to go into a shop and see what they're doing and, um, and meet the people behind it. It's really cool. I think working in sustainability, you can tell the intentionality of, of someone in their business when they're talking about it and they're talking about their sustainability because their eyes just like light up and they get really excited. And um, so that's been one really cool thing about building this out is we, one of the things we ask is for people's stories. Like, what's your story? Why did you start this? And so many of our partners, like they started their business because they were like, there's no sustainable alternative for <laughs> XYZ mm -hmm. product, or they had a passion for something and they're like, but I also care about the environment. So I'm going to put hand, like these two things together. So been really cool to meet so many entrepreneurs a lot of them are just kicking off and starting off um so the more I can support them the better because I want them to be able to be successful because them being successful means the world becoming a greener place slowly but surely yeah 
I love it. That makes me so happy. I feel like if you ever did that, where you got to the point where you could like road trip and meet all these people, you could easily like record some of those interactions and share that on your website, because then I think that would get consumers even more excited to support these companies because they know like, oh, that's the person behind the business. And like, look how passionate they are about this thing or look how happy it makes them. And so that gets me really excited. Um, what kinds of businesses are you focusing on between the passports and then the global initiative? Like, are you just looking to cover the whole gamut of like anything consumers <laughs> would buy? <laughs> yeah. So, well, so I'll talk about the passport first because it's my pride and joy. It's our first little baby. As you know, as a mother, it's uh, your firstborn is always a little near and dear to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, so we have anything we actually, uh, speaking of organization, have little like codes up here. So we have things from like body care and skincare. We have, um, a nail salon, which is very nice. It's very, very classy one. I don't know if you, they provide you like, like wine and champagne, which is really, Ooh. really nice. <laughs> yeah. It was a very different experience for me. Um, we have a lot of, um, like makeup companies, skincare companies, um, let's see what else we have refill stores. We have three different ones, which is nice. Cause it depends on where you're located and they all have a little bit of a different feel, mm -hmm. which I really like. We have that minimal life, which I, I feel like you might have, <laughs> you might know that one or something, you know, it uh, sounds familiar. <laughs> we have a, a fitness, a gym, which is really cool. It's right by East high school uh, called green door fitness, a very environmental friendly name. Uh, scraps, which if you haven't tried it out, composting service, which is all bicycle run, which is exciting. Um, we have food. So we have a cold brew company, new food markets, uh, yummy Lotus and uh, the real deal. So that's, we got jam and pickles. The table public house is a coffee shop. We've got the oyster bar. We've got a sushi bar, uh, an artisan shop, which is really cool. They have things from all over the world, but it's like a local they all, they're all focused on social enterprises, which is really cool. Um, solar company, uh, ba like baby diapers, and then a couple fashion companies as well. So kind of all over the place, uh, which is really exciting. And then, oh, and then uh, Awakening Spaces is a consulting group. Um, and they help with like the inside of your house, which is exciting, or inside of your biz businesses. Uh, and then Dreamcatcher. So if you're planning a sustainable wedding, we have a sustainable consultant for that, which that is exciting. That is so cool. So, yeah. And oh then right gosh. now for the, the directory, it's all products right now. So whether that's candles or bedding or clothing or glasses, we have so many different things, home goods, kitchen goods. My, one of my favorite companies is a, they're called Z-Wraps. They're a beeswax company. So they have all those things that you can use to like wrap up um, any of your products. But she also told me recently, she's like, you should try it for your shampoo bars when you're traveling, which is oh, so smart. That's really yeah. smart. I know. So, um, she's been really fun to work with. She's a mom that started this company because she realized how much plastic was going into her kids' lunches. Um, and I have to say their beeswax is the best one I've used so far. <laughs> so it's cool. Cause we, we work with companies like that. We work with our bedding company who our guy will go on tangents about how many limitations they have and how he wishes they could be more sustainable and they're already doing so much. So, <laughs> um, it's just really cool. Cause everyone really cares about this stuff and it's all over the spectrum. The things you didn't think could be sustainable are. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's so great. So this resource is amazing. The passport and then the entire directory that you're building. So is that all just found on your website or how could people get in touch with you and like keep up with everything that you're doing? 
Yeah. So we have an Instagram. Um, we have a TikTok, which I do not run. I'm going to clarify. I'm in it, sadly, but surely. <laughs> um, so you can find us on those. Our, our Instagram handles uh, 5280 underscore eco alternatives. And then our TikToks eco underscore alternatives. And then we have uh, our website has everything on it. So if people are interested, we have on our products, we have the passport, which is that local aspect and then the directory. And the directory is a pay what you can. We do have a suggested donation and then we have a minimum, um, but we want to make it affordable for anyone. So, you know, paying $5 or $10 to be able to get access to the directory is, is um, getting you the access for a year, which is great. Yeah. And um, that's so little in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially with the deals that we have, it's great. My friend actually, she paid like the $10 or whatever for it. And she was texting me. She's like, I already just saved $15. So I just made my money back. And I was like, that's yep. how quickly, as long as you're like purchasing things, which I don't suggest anyone just go out of purchasing rampage, but if you need to buy something, you know, check out the directory first before you buy it, because there's so many alternatives and it takes about a quarter of the time to find the product. <laughs> Hey, just wanted to jump in real quick to talk about Patreon. Patreon is an online platform that allows you to become a patron of the arts, so to speak, a financial supporter of the creators who enrich your life with their content. Thanks to the generous support of my patrons, starting as low as just $3 a month, I'm able to continue empowering individuals like yourself through these educational chats with various experts across the spectrum of sustainable living. As a patron of this podcast, you will have the privilege of joining the discussions with guest speakers via Zoom and taking part in the exclusive Q&As with them too. If you can't make the actual interview live, that's okay. You'll have access to the full recorded episode early before anybody else gets a chance to hear it. You also receive the added bonus of personal shoutouts in podcast episodes and other behind-the-scenes content sent your way. Plus, you'll receive unique discounts to more than a dozen sustainable businesses that have partnered with me so that you can save money and the earth while you shop. If any of the content that I create adds value to your life or the perks alone have piqued your interest, check out patreon.com slash allthingssustainable to join our community and become a patron today. Thank you so much for your support of this journey to minimize our carbon footprint while maximizing our positive impact on this planet we call home. Okay, let's get back to our show. This podcast episode is really important. <laughs> like I need to change up some of my purchasing habits now that I've got this resource. So that's super exciting. Um, I have one routine question that I tend to ask like everybody that comes on the podcast and I just change up the wording a little bit, depending on who I'm talking to. So for you, I would just be curious to hear, like considering all of our listeners, various levels of privilege, accessibility to resources, like whatever background they're coming from what would you personally recommend as like your top one to three actionable steps that they should take to prioritize living sustainably in their own lives? Yeah, I think the biggest like I guess, words of wisdom to go into this would be that sustainability is like a journey. We're all on different levels and different journeys ourselves. And it's really a stepping stone process. And I personally went through this love-hate relationship with myself during my sustainability journey because I there was times that I'd do something. I'm like, this was not sustainable. And I'd go down on my, get really down on myself about it. Um, but it's really focusing on making sure like we're looking at alternatives and doing what we can, but not putting ourselves down for when we can't do things. Like I drive my car and I need to drive my car. There's no, there's no way I can get to some places without it. So 
you know, focusing on growth and focusing on our values. So I think like the first step I always suggest people doing is thinking about what your values are. So what do you care most about? Whether that's like water or energy or sourcing or plastic or transportation, really figuring out what's the most important for you for, for how you consume, but also what you do in your daily life. And then thinking about what things are easiest. So there's going to be small things like recycling, go online, learn what is recyclable in your specific region. And there's going to be harder things like the other day I learned how to make oat milk and it's a very messy process, Um, (laughs) but I love oat milk. And I was like, I'm going to try to do it myself because it's supposedly like, I mean, I don't like the cartons and I can decrease my waste. And it was easy in some capacities, but it caused a big mess and it was very sticky and it was a process in itself, but that was something I was willing to put a little bit more energy to figure out how to do because it was that time for me. Um, but it's not everyone's time. No one wants to make oat milk for the most part, aside from those people that are really obsessed with it. And that's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, figure out what your journey is and, and just take those small steps. And now I think the best like mentality I've been having is when I'm doing something, is there a more sustainable alternative? And what is that commitment that I'd have to have to be able to do it? Is it something that I can train myself to do? Is it something I can just start doing right away? And is it something that's going to add a lot of time or inconvenience into my life and just isn't a right now? Is that a later situation that we're going to deal with? Uh, and just keeping all that in mind when I'm going about my life so that I'm not really stressed out when I'm doing something that's not as sustainable as whatever the best alternative is at the moment. Man, if I had a whole team of coaches along with myself with that minimal life, I would be like bringing you onto that team because you just, you just summarized like everything that I tell people all the time. It's like a mantra that I'm trying to drill into their heads that like, you just do what you can do. And then when you feel pretty comfortable with that, like you've built a good habit and it's sustainable for you, then you can look at another part of your life and like, okay, what are the alternatives here? How could I be stepping it up and like doing something a little more sustainably? So I think that that, uh, those words of wisdom were super helpful. Thanks. Yeah. I always think of, unfortunately, Hannah Montana back in the day, and she's got that song, nobody's perfect. And I always (laughs) have to tell myself that when I'm, I sometimes will sing that song in my head when I do something that's not sustainable. I'm like, it's okay. We're not always perfect. We have our off days, but it's about the on days and what we're doing. Like I always carry around my water bottle and I had to buy an extra nozzle recently because I don't drink as much unless I have this little doodad up here. And so this was like a not sustainable purchase, but I'm drinking more water and I'm still using this bottle. So the win at the end of the day is I still use this. So it's like, it's figuring out what the wins are and making sure that those are outweighing the negatives. Yeah. 100%. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing like your insight with us and then everything that you're creating and putting out into the world. It is seriously making a difference. And like, I am just hoping that all the listeners can now go check out your website and start shopping even more sustainably than they were before. Cause then that, that ripple effect that you're creating is just going to keep going and going. Yeah. We're very hopeful. I really appreciate all the energy. It's getting me more excited about what we're working on too. (laughs) Good. Well, I will hype up your business anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, please consider sharing it with a friend and subscribing to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. Check out the description for important links. And if you'd like to benefit from the perks of becoming a patron to the show, check out patreon.com slash allthingssustainable. Until next time, do the best you can with what you have and remember that you can make a positive impact on this world, one day at a time.